Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented from the Lighthouse Chapel International. This rich teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for everyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Reverend Samuel Sawyer is an anointed man of God with a special grace for teaching the Word of God and a unique passion for building people and positively transforming lives. He is currently the resident head pastor of the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Accra, Ghana. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teaching as taught in the Lighthouse Chapel International. If you use me in this house, use me to bring good, touch our hearts and touch our spirits. That by the preaching of the word, salvation, deliverance, healing will come to your people. It's not your word a hammer that breaks into pieces the rock. Break every rock. Every rock that is in our lives. Every obstacle. Lord, break it. Break it. Break it by the preaching of your word. Let long-standing situations receive solution now in the name of Jesus. Let there be healings, healing in the body, healing in the mind, healing in the spirit, healing in finances, healing in relationships, healing on every sphere of life, even as we hear your word. Because your word said you set forth the word and you heal them and you deliver them from all their fears, from all their distractions, from all that afflicted. Let your word have free course and let be glorified. I bless your holy name. I thank you. Have mercy on me and use me. In Jesus' name we pray thanksgiving and all say amen. We'll turn our Bible very quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. We're going to read about four scriptures and then we'll continue. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. After that, you turn your Bible to John chapter 12, verse um, 24. One of the things you must know about going to church is that something happens when you go to church. Everybody says something happens. And then after we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and verse 6, verse 6 especially. Now what are we talking about? We're talking about power. I've been telling you that in the year 2014, you are going to do exploits. Can I hear amen? And I told you last week or two weeks ago, that the Bible says that them that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Now, how can, do you, how can you do exploits unless there's a certain power in your life? Unfortunately, Christians today seem to lack power. So, what do we have? We have a situation where we have unbelievers exhibiting power of a certain sort. Unbelievers, even relating with Christians, and Christians are afraid of unbelievers. Are you listening to me? There are people who go to their offices, they say they are Christians, and they are one minute communion. Today, they have swallowed communion. They have drank the, the blood of Jesus, they have eaten the body of Christ, they have made declarations, but still, they live in fear of their bosses, they live in fear of their colleagues. They, they, they walk timidly. They, 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 the Bible says that 
they that dwell in the shadow Psalm 91 what does it say they that dwell in the secret place of the almighty shall dwell huh? shall abide under the shadow of the almighty Oy! they live like people who abide under the sh shadow of horror or under the shadow of danger listen to me it should not be so that as a Christian your life is always on tenterhooks or your life is like you feel that there's some something bad about to happen all the time it is not normal how many of you sometimes you feel that something bad is about to happen listen it is not real it's not normal once in a while that thing can, ha can happen but they are Christians when that thing happens they don't know what to do and what happens is that they go around confessing their fears the Bible never says you should confess your fears the Bible says you should confess the word of God you should do what? confess the now what is this? the word of God is near thee and even in your mouth which is the word of faith which we confess am I speaking to somebody? do you teach that to the new believers? is it part of your teaching? listen so we have people who confess negative things. They confess that the fear. They confess that evil is about to happen. We, and they are Christians, but we don't seem to see the power of God being exhibited in their lives. And rather, unbelievers seem to hold a certain sway and a certain control over them. Am I speaking to somebody? But do you know the cause? The cause is that too many Christians are not ready to do that which can release power in their lives. And that's why I'm preaching this morning about sacrifice releases power. Everybody says sacrifice releases power. Now, if you want some power in your life, and I'm not talking about solar power. If you want solar power, if somebody has promised to bring me a solar powered lamp did you bring it not now solar power come come this gentleman he in his house he uses a solar powered lamp do you know solar area and when god said let there be the sun and there was light he said aha it's for me so what did he do when you were buying electric power he went for a solar lamp he has left it there he is charging of course there's a charger that you put outside and then the real thing is inside i'm not talking about solar power everybody says solar power Solar power is for people like Mr. Latte. Sit down. If you also want solar power after church, you can see him. I'm not talking about electrical power. I'm talking about the power of God. Someone say the power of God. Oh, one more time, the power of God. And sometimes I think that we don't appreciate what the power of God can do. That is why we don't tap into the power of God. Because if you don't know what something can do, you might not really be keen or excited about it. Are you listening to me? But if you knew that this thing can
can do this, you will be chasing it like nobody's business. I, as a pastor, I recognize the gold in people. One man of God, Reverend Eastwood, he said that pastors know how to handle a lot of garbage. When I see people, I don't see rough things though. I see, I see something beyond what people can see. And that's what every, every proper pastor does. So you can see pastor relating with certain people and people will ask that, ah, but can't the pastor see that this woman is some way? You, that's only, the only thing you can see. But the pastor can see that beyond the some wayness, there's something good. Can I hear an amen? Look at someone say, beyond the some wayness, there's something good. So Christians, sometimes they don't realize and recognize the power of God and what it can do. The Bible says Jesus Christ was preaching and the power of God was present to heal. May you have power to heal in the name of Jesus. Oh, let me hear a louder. Amen. Amen. Let's read the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. Preaching for a very short time and if you don't focus, you'll miss it. But my desire is that after the preaching, you begin to ask yourself, what can I do to release this power? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Share. See, see, I got 10 minutes. How about them? Ah! Me or now did 20 minutes, no too hot. Someone say power. Say I want power. Say I need power. Many pastors, church leaders are powerless. They, they can't, they don't have power to convince people. They don't have power to make people committed. They don't have power to, to cause people to follow them. But I believe that if you follow the preaching of the cross, that power will be evident in your life. What does the Bible say? Let's all read in the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. 1, 2. For the preaching, stand to your feet as we read the scripture. It's good to read the scripture standing up. Perchance it will help you to keep it in your head. One, two. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. One more time. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is what? It is what? The power of God. Put your hands together. You may take your seats. Now, we are talking about the power of God. Everybody say the power of God. There's one thing about the power of God which a lot of Christians have missed. Sometimes we think that the power of God can be equated to the power of man. I beg to differ. God's power, Uncle Ken, can never compare to the power of man. Unfortunately, a lot of us have seen what the power of man can do. And we get attracted to it. When a man can stand, maybe, and say something, and do something. We watch some of these Nigerian movies. We see all sorts of things. And then sometimes we get excited. It's good. But you need to know that there's something that is higher. There's a higher power. Everybody say a higher power. There's a higher power that if only you can look and seek and desire the higher power, 
a change will come in your life. And that is what I desire in this church. Can I hear amen? amen? There must be in this church people who are no longer afraid when an unbeliever points a hand. There must be people in this church who are no longer afraid when they wake up in the morning and they have a dream. And that dream looks like something bay or something that is afraid. Uh, 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 fearful, sorry. They must not be afraid. One person was saying a prayer and this is her prayer. He said, Lord, let us be fearsome to fearful things. Say, Lord, let me be fearsome to fearful things. In other words, when I see something that is supposed to be fearful, let me be rather the thing to be feared. Let me be fearsome to fearful things. Is it a good prayer? Let me be fearsome. If your boss is somebody to be afraid of, rather your prayer is that when your boss sees you, say, hey, Medoka, how many of you want that thing? Your boss will look and say, hey, Medoka. I say, oh, Pastor, now they have a, a, a soft, they have a, a, a boss. They have a, they say, oh, allowance be a hard man, can't show. Maybe your story in Jesus' name. Because some bosses, they sit on the promotion of people. Some leaders, they sit on the promotion of others. Some husbands, they sit on the freedom of wives. May your husband never sit on your freedom again in Jesus' name. Is somebody here with me. I'm talking about power. But that power, it comes from sacrifice. And the, the Bible says the preaching of the cross. It, it, it did not just say preaching. It identified a certain kind of preaching. Somebody say a certain kind of preaching. That preaching that talks about the cross. That preaching that talks about sacrifice. That preaching, that's why the title of this book is a wonderful title. That is why the title of this book is what? It's such a wonderful title. Amen. But by the way, anytime I read the title, I also add number five. I, I don't read losing, sacrifice, uh, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. I don't stop there. Tell somebody, Pastor doesn't stop there. You know how far I go. When I read this title, I say losing, suffering, sacrificing, dying, and resurrection. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good place to put your hands together. Because many Christians, listen, I don't have my time to preach. Many Christians, they don't look at the benefit side of Christianity. They look only at one side. And so now when they look at one side, because they are human beings, they tune off. That's why you don't fast. Because when you fast, you only think of how your body becomes weak. And when you fast, you only think of how you are missing Sokode. Is there something called Sokode? What is Sokode by, by the what is sokode? Enjoyment. Tell somebody sokode. When you are fasting, you can't fast because you are thinking of sokola. Do you know sokola? It's also enjoyment. Miliki. Tell somebody miliki. Uh -huh. You are thinking of fufu and a benkwine. Somebody had a party, was inviting somebody, he sent an invitation card, and under the invitation card, he wrote RSVP. And when they asked RSVP, what does it mean? He said, rice and stew, very plenty. Some of you, you can't fast because you're always thinking of rice and stew, very plenty. 
It's a French. RSVP is French. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. That's what it actually means. Respondez, vous, s'il vous plaît. The French woman is speaking. Respondez, vous, s'il vous plaît. Meaning that reply, please, to these people in case you are not coming. Though we, we don't say anything. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, my desire is that you look deep into your life. You begin to ask yourself, am I that kind of powerless Christian who is walking around afraid of every whispering twig, afraid of every stone that drops, afraid of everything? Am I a Christian fear woman, a Christian fear man, or am I a powerful Christian walking in dominion, walking? Do you know what God said when he created man in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26? And the same thing was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. In verse 26, the Bible says, And God created them male and female, and God said they should have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the breast of the air, over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Then in verse 28, the Bible says, And God blessed them, and God said they should have dominion. Listen carefully. The Bible is saying that God wanted us to enjoy life. God wanted us to have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Oh, I can't hear you. Say dominion. Shall dominion. dominion that word dominion means power it's from that word we have dynamo it's from a greek word dunamis and from dunamis we have dominion we have dynamo that is power amen but many christians they don't exercise that many christians they cannot exercise power in their life the reason being that they are not ready to make any kind of sacrifice but sacrifice release power. That's why in the occult world, you will have people going to the occultists and the occultists will say that, you know what? Bring the heart of an ant. Bring the teeth of an elephant. Bring the tail of a tiger. Now a tiger no go on Now they need tail. And people go to all lengths to bring these things. I've had somebody sit in front of me. He walked from, let's say, Winneba to um, Accra saying that he has heard that the church that i'm pastoring they have power and he's ready he wants some of that power and as a sign that he's ready he has eight children and he's ready to sacrifice some not that they should come and work in the church it's like Charlie. he's ready to give them up someone say power my prayer is that as a christian sitting here you will not just be hearing the sermon but you'll be looking into your life and you'll be asking yourself where and how can I release a certain sacrifice that can release power in my life? Can somebody say amen? amen? Is it possible that as a music minister, I can sacrifice hours and hours to learn a song, to, 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 to go into the song, to wait on the Lord, to pray that this my song ministry will have an impact so that the next time I am singing, somebody will rise up and somebody will begin to speak in tongues. Or somebody will say that, look, when you were singing, then I felt healing coming into my life. How many of you want that situation in your life? How many, how many singers have even thought about it? You see, that's what I'm saying, that sometimes we don't think of the benefits. We don't think of how certain things will help us. We only think of how we're going to suffer. That's why I would put the title, losing, suffering, uh, whatever, sacrificing, dying, and resurrection. Because the Christian life is a resurrection life. If Jesus had not risen, he would not have been any different from Muhammad, who is also dead and gone. Jesus would just have been like old Roger. Even old Roger was better. How many of you have heard of old Roger? 
Oh, Roger is dead and gone to his grave. Mm. Ah, gone to his grave. They planted an apple tree over his grave. Mm. Ah, over his grave. The apple grew up and ready to ripe. Mm. Ah, ready to fall. Oh, there came an old man to pick them all up. Mm. Ah, pick them all up. Old Roger got up and gave her a knock. Mm. Ah, gave him a knock. Old Roger is even better. Because he got up. Oh, you can clap your hands if you want. The power of Christianity is that Jesus lost his reputation when he came, the son of man. Philippians chapter 2 says, he said, he did not count it robbery to be called equal with God. But what did he do? He took upon himself the form of what? A servant. And having humbled himself unto death, the death of a cross. Wherefore, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. I'm speaking to Christians today who have moved far from the real essence of Christianity and what Jesus Christ came to do. If Jesus had not lost his reputation, if you are not gone on the cross, where's the cross, brother? Bring the cross back again. If you are not gone on the cross naked, I'm just about ending my sermon. If you are not being stripped of everything that was like a reputation. Huh? Look at you, sitting in church, nicely dressed. Jesus Christ, when he went on the cross, they removed everything. They spat on him. Had somebody spat on you before? Hey! I said, apart from the people in the front row, has somebody spat on you before? That I sometimes accidentally forgive. Has somebody... Jesus! They pulled his beard. Where's Prince? Where's Prince? He's not here today. You don't have, you have a beard to, to, for it to be pulled. They beat him. They put a crown. Listen, I'm, I'm, this is one of the best preachings I'm preaching in my life. Just one of the best preaching I'm preaching in my life. It's, when it's Easter time, then we talk about man of sorrows. What a name. Blah, blah, blah. We sing all those songs. But it is not just Christmas, in my opinion. If you really know what Jesus did and how his death released. Look, Jesus never wrote any book. Think about it. Let me read what Bishop actually said. Jesus, what did he do? He never wrote any book. It's on page what? If you have not read, I'll show you. What, what page is it? Page something. 77. The power. There are, three, there are three types of power that sacrifice releases. Number one, the power to make people follow you. Number one, the power to convince people. Number three, the power to make somebody committed. Keep it in your head. The power to make people follow you. If you're a shepherd, you are saying nobody counts for the meeting. It's sometimes they have not seen a certain level of sacrifice in your life. Talk, 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 talk. Just so-so talking. So-so talking. The Christians or the people in the book of, um, how do you call it? Um, Exodus. The people that Moses, the Israelites that Moses took from Egypt to the promised land. Do you know something? They left that place with the sacrifice because Moses told them to take a lamb 
and to do what? And to kill it and to smear it upon the post. It was a kind of sacrifice. It was, that lamp was significant or symbolic of Jesus, lamp of God slain for us. Am I speaking to somebody? But something happened. Someone say something happened. You see, when they met the, the test and in the wilderness, they soon forgot about the sacrifices. And they were not ready to sacrifice again. That's how, what happens to a lot of Christians today. At the beginning, they make some sacrifice. When they get born again, they leave some friends. They make some sacrifice. They come back. Along the line, when they are supposed to continue the sacrifice, because the sacrifice is supposed to continue, the book of, uh, of Hebrews says, By him, therefore, let us, Hebrews chapter 12, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice unto God continuously. That is the fruit of our lips. Sacrifice is not supposed to be a one-off. It's supposed to be continuously. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says that daily, take up your cross daily. Take up your cross. Take up your cross daily. I don't have my time, but I'm preaching to you and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will, 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 will speak to you. Take up your cross what daily. If any man will not take up his cross daily, how many times daily? It's in the Bible. It's not one of my scriptures, but it's important that you know. Take up your crossword daily. Maybe next week I'll show it to you. Daily. Every day. It's not just yesterday. Ah. Yeah. And so what? What about now? I said, what about now? Many Christians, they always talk about the good old days. They stop sacrificing. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Moses took them from Egypt. Took them into the wilderness. When they met temptations, when they met, when they met issues, then what happened? They started grumbling. They lost their faith. They couldn't sacrifice again. Moses was able to take the Israelites out of Egypt, but he was not able to take Egypt out of the Israelites. That's how some Christians are like today. They still have the old ways. Can I preach to somebody? They said we prefer to be in Egypt. We prefer the cucumba, the leeks, the onion. They prefer, and imagine, they prefer slavery. There's some, some funny thing in man that sometimes prefer bondage to freedom. Am I speaking to somebody? Mm, I don't know whether I should continue on this line. I don't know what that she got. Let me just read the two other scriptures that I said with you. I will read and then we'll close. The second scripture we're going to read was what? John chapter 12. Is there, is, there, is there John chapter 12 in your Bible? Is there John chapter 12 in your Bible? Oh, I don't know about you. But I'm going to look in my life for certain sacrifices. Everybody says sacrifices. For certain, everybody has some kind of sacrifice you're supposed to make. And it's not just a one-off sacrifice. It's a sacrifice that you need to do on and on and on and on and on and on again. John chapter 12 verse 24. If you are there, say amen. Listen, this church, if we are going to see, Eric, if we are going to see a certain level of power in our lives, then we need to have a commensurate level of sacrifice sacrificing to come for a Tuesday, a Wednesday church service. 
sacrificing to come for uh, how they call it um, a ministry meeting sacrifice to come for rehearsal today's Christians Africans we don't like sacrifice we like the thing that is like senkamenya baby amenum mama mini masum matafali you see we want something that can touch our body we are not even ready to sacrifice even an amount of our intellect even to follow a sermon yeah any sermon that you say that you say certain things now then people switch off but if the person begins to shout say amen then everybody say hey not true or not lie Oh yeah, when you have a preacher that can scream his lungs out, it's like, yeah, it's powerful. But when you have a preacher who is saying that shall we open to this Bible, shall you read? Even you won't even want to read. You even if everything is on the board, you won't even bother to make we used to have notes, songs. A song that we like today is songs that move our body. If the body is not moved. We are not what's the I mean it's like Charlie, it's not powerful. So we like songs like uh, Don't let me go empty handed Don't let me go Go let me go When you want the song that when, when you have to think about the song small na, 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 na. when the song has modulations inflections tones it has some rise some rmb it's like na, 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 they have a brother something i can see him from afar with fire in his eyes i see you see you see these people sitting here they are supposed to be singing with me oh. The reason why they are sitting here, eh, Pastor, I don't know what can come or be office. Because you, you, you see, sometimes people, you don't know. That's what I'm preaching to you. When we have to sing a song that has modulation, that has words, that has, people cannot bring their mind. A song that you have to reflect on it a little. Africans, we don't like it. You can't think about it. It's like it's a waste of time. But the whites. They can make a song with words that they are singing. To God. Do you know how this song came about? Um, how they, when the music fades. The music, music fades is a song that was sung by a worship leader in, I think, Hillsong. And he was there and he realized that people had gotten used to the song in terms of like the drums. Make, make some noise. Make some noise there. The drums, the, this, and then the whole thing was without they themselves having an intimacy with God. So, in that church, the pastor announced that for the next, let's say, one month or six weeks, they were going to worship God without drums, without keyboard. And one day I'm going to do it in this church. I told my wife, and my wife said, mm. Look at someone say, mm. He said, for the next six weeks, we are not going to use any instrument. Let us see whether we can worship God from our innermost being. Are you understanding me? Without the help of... Go ahead. Be magnified, oh Lord. If, if, if this thing doesn't sing, you hear, if this thing stops, if that thing doesn't play, you see the worship leader. It's like, I was asking myself, I'm asking myself, 
are we worshiping God or we are playing keyboard? Are you getting what I'm saying? If my microphone is not working, I don't have to. I mean, it doesn't mean I cannot speak. So that, that worship leader is called Matt, Matt something. After the six weeks or something, then that's when this song came, came, came about. When the music fades and all is stripped away, is somebody longing for something? Longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. You see, some of you are switched off. I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself. It's not what you have required. Somebody say you search much more deeply. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear, you look into my heart. you a question. Is it a melody that you are interested in or you really, really are sorry? You see, that, that's, how, that's how sometimes we think it's like the music is moving us and everything but nobody's ready to make that sacrifice to say, hey, I am sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really, really sorry for certain things. Am I preaching to somebody? That's why we don't have power because we are not ready to make any kind of sacrifice. We are not ready to make a shift in our Christianity and say, hey, it's enough. It's enough since I got born again. By this time, by this time, I should be doing this. You've been born again for so long. You've heard sermons. Reverend Frank has preached. I've preached. You've heard sermons. We have a church that there are many books. You have not seen any change in your life because you are not ready to sacrifice some time to say that, look, this year, 2014, I'm stopping those things. And I'm going to do everything that it takes to stop those things. Oh, I know I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. Listen very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. We will continue to remain powerless Christians. We will just talk. Nobody will listen to us. We will just speak. Nobody will be convicted. Nobody will be convinced. Nobody will be ready to follow us because all that the person can see is that we are just talking. From pastors all the way. All the way. Because we are not ready to sacrifice anything. People are not ready to sacrifice their, their reputation. Do you, know, do you know my reputation? I don't think about my reputation. If I were to think about my reputation, certain things I won't do. Certain things I won't do. I remember the first time we came to this church, I was walking with my wife, she looked around. She didn't say anything, and I also said, don't say anything. She didn't say anything, I just said, don't say anything. Oh, yes. I'm telling certain things, even I, I, I can't tell you because you will not understand it. I can't tell because you don't understand it. Do you understand? There are certain sacrifices we people need to make. Recently, about a month ago, I was with our Ghana Institute of Architects. Architects are very noble. And they were, they were saying that they want me to become one of their examiners. Yeah, your pastor standing here. You see me and say, oh, pastors, oh, I'm saying, what Pastor, they don't do anything. They come on church. They come to church on Sunday just to come and preach. They understand. But I'm saying, I mean, this, is, this is my life. I love being with you. 
when I see you, I'm genuinely happy. I'm not putting a smile for something. I'm Ben. When I see you, I'm genuinely happy. I'm a human being. Maybe once in a while, maybe coconut me no man panansumi. Fine, but I am excited to be here. Genuinely excited to be here. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying, but many Christians there, they're not ready to, to, to lose anything, to lose some some. Look, if you're a pastor, people will talk about you, and so what? I'm ready for any. I know that I am the subject of discussion in people's homes after church. I know. Ah, ah, I know. After church, people will say, hey, sister A and sister B. That's all you have time for. That's all you have time for. And I'm going to think about it. I will not finish thinking. I will grow, my gray hair will multiply. Oh, yes. I'll need more yomo. Oh, yeah. To, for me to waste my time thinking about what you are thinking about. Instead of thinking about the cross, thinking about God and all that. But my reputation is of nothing. I don't count my reputation of anything if I may know him. That I may know him. It's a sacrifice that I'm going through. Are you getting what I'm saying? May you learn to sacrifice something. A little bit of your time. A little bit of your energy. A little bit of your money. A little bit of your reputation. That people are talking about you. And so let them say. Let them talk. What unto you if all men say correct things about you? As a Christian, certain people are supposed to say certain things. Why like you spend your energy talking, 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 talking? Some of you, you worship yourselves. Oh, yes. Some of you even worship the church. Oh, yeah. You worship the church. It's like the church. I mean, it's like... I was a ministry shepherd of this and now they had the meeting and now they said that I should not be the ministry shepherd again. So now I am offended. Ha! Are you serving God or you are, you are just being a ministry shepherd? Felicia, you understand what I'm saying? We are supposed to worship the God of the temple, not the temple of God. Some, of, some, some people worship the temple of God. They worship the church. Instead of worshiping the God of the temple. I'm preaching to somebody. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Jesus said in John chapter 12 verse 24. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Unless a grain of wheat falls onto the ground and dies. Mm. It abideth alone. I'm speaking to you. You are that grain of wheat. Unless you are ready for to lose something. Unless that verse is that there are three stages and a fourth stage. There's the time when there's a loss. There's a time when there's a dying. Nobody's there are times when even nobody knows you. But you want to be known. You want to be known. Yes. Can you not sing in your toilet? So singing in church and singing in your toilet. Who are you singing to? The way I'm speaking, if I continue, you think I'm angry. Me, I'm not angry at all. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm causing somebody yet to begin to think about his or her life and how he can make some sacrifices. Am I speaking to somebody? I said we're going to read three scriptures. The last one is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. If I don't read it, then you say that I was lying all, all along. I have many things I need to share with you, but I cannot share them with you. 
Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. This is what I want to leave with you. You see, the walk, the Christian walk is a faith walk. Everybody say a faith walk. There is nothing of faith that does not demand a certain kind of sacrifice. I say it again. There's nothing of faith that does not demand a certain level of what? Sacrifice. Because you see, faith, Bible says that faith is the substance of things so for the evidence of things not seen. Faith sometimes looks foolish. Yes, and faith makes you look like odd. Faith makes you do certain things which other people will not do. And that is where the sacrifice comes in. You sacrifice your image, your reputation, and everything. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Let's read it and then we'll just pray. It says that what? But without faith, it is impossible to please God. The second part says that, but he that comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Tell somebody he exists. Many Christians, their faith is only on one level. Their faith is on the belief level. They just believe that God exists. The Bible says even the demons believe. So you and the demon are no different if you are just believing that God exists. But there's a second part of it that the Bible says that they believe that he is a rewarder. Everybody say a rewarder. Can I continue preaching? I feel in my heart I'm about to start a new sermon. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. The Holy Spirit is going to preach this second sermon to you right now. Lift up your hand. How many of us, you want some power in your life? How many of you believe that God is a rewarder? How many of you believe that God can give you power over sickness? Power over poverty? Power over unrighteousness? Some of you, you have certain things that you do, you wish you could stop. You wish you had the power to stop drinking. The power to stop fornication. God is about to give you that power right now. I say God is about to give you that power right now. But you must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently, seriously, sacrificially seek him. I don't know what you are ready to put down. I don't know what you are ready to put down in exchange for that power of God. If you are ready to follow a, a path of righteousness, you'll be surprised the kind of power that God will release in your life. Lift up your hand and pray to God. And tell the Holy Spirit to show you in your life. Some of you, the way you speak, she said, one tiasem, Obeka. That is what probably God is asking you to sacrifice. God is asking you to be able to put a padlock on your mouth. Pray to God wherever you are. Pray. Speak. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Some of you, your reputation. You can't stand it when people speak about you. God is saying that, forget it. People will definitely speak. And as you pray to God, may the power that God has, power to make wealth, power over sickness, power 
over every kind of power that's what Jesus said behold I give you power over every kind of power over scorpions and over serpents to tread upon them pray for yourself say Holy Spirit open my ears open my eyes open my ears open my eyes open my ears open my eyes to see the areas in my life I need to make a sacrifice I need to sacrifice pray wherever you are speak to God speak to God speak to God speak to God trampled on the ground You took the form. Oh, yes, Lord. Worship the Lord, somebody. And thought of me. Above all. Crucified. Crucified. Let behind the stone. behind the stone. He lived to die. He And he thought of me power to lead a righteous life lift up your hand power to lead a righteous life lift up your hand you want power the holy spirit said i should pray you want power to lead a righteous life you yourself you know what i'm talking about you yourself you know what i'm talking you want power to lead a righteous life lift up your hands wherever you are the holy spirit is going to touch you i will not touch you the holy spirit will touch you if sincerely in your heart you want that power to lead a righteous life listen the bible says in the book of hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 it says because thou hast loved righteousness and because you have hated or you have eschewed iniquity the bible says that the lord your god he has anointed you with the oil of gladness and has exalted you or raised you or elevated you above your fellows the work of righteousness is what will lead you into a certain power the price of a certain power is holiness and righteousness with God not your own righteousness but the one that you can receive as imputed of God and thereafter the one the holiness as Peter said be ye holy now lift up your hands if you want that power to lead a righteous life Holy Spirit, behold the hands of your children. Behold the hearts of men and women who are looking for a certain power. 
the power that does not come from man, not political power, oh, not human power, not the honor of man. Because Jesus, he said, how can we believe when we receive honor, one from another, and seek not the power that comes from God? Touch us now. Touch us, Holy Spirit. Touch every single person here who desires the power to live right. The power of the Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, touch us. Worship the Lord wherever you are. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. You are the shepherd of my soul. Shepherd of my soul. Somebody say, I give you full control. I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow. Somebody say, I've made a choice. I have made a choice to listen to your voice. Wherever you may lead, I will go. worship you Lord we give you praise as every eye is closed you are here you don't know Jesus you want to say pastor pray with me I need Jesus in my life I don't know but I'm not too sure whether I'm born again we hope you have enjoyed this message for copies of this message and other messages by Reverend Samuel Sawyer, please contact the following numbers 0243210323, If you are calling from outside Ghana, please begin with 00233 and email us at samsoya at yahoo.com. We invite you to visit us every Sunday morning at the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, former Olympia Cinema, at 6.30 a.m., 8.30 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. Our youth and children's service also come on at 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. On Thursday evenings, we meet from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. God bless you.